Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 382. We're going to be talking foodie incubators representing Arab food culture, systemic change in the restaurant industry with Rima Seal of Reams, California. All things you know are core tenants of what we believe are best served. And uh, already just got to talk to Reem for a little bit. Uh, make sure and check out the article that Sophie will publish along with this. It's in the comments. Link up to that. A lot of really powerful and practical information that Reem was able to give us. And I think both are incredibly important. So no further ado. We got a lot to talk about. Let's bring Reem in here. Reem, good to see you. Hi, good to I, good to be here. Good to I, I see love you. this, right? We talked about being entrepreneurs, being hustlers, having to do what we do. <laughs> and and at first you were like embarrassed, like, oh, I'm in my car. I couldn't get there back in time. I'm like, I love it. Like, I absolutely love it because so many people in the restaurant industry know like you're eating cold food standing up over a trash can, unfortunately, is like some of our reality. So like you do what you got to do sometimes, but we're also trying to build a better foundation, better future which is something that you've been able to do. So give us just the 42 second, if possible, Reams, California. What, what's it all about? What can people expect if they, uh, if they come to the, uh, to the Arab street food cafe? Awesome. So thanks for having me. Um, Reams, California is an Arab uh, bakery and restaurant based in the Bay Area. We have locations in Oakland and San Francisco. And our mission really is to build community across cultures, experiences, generations through the warmth of Arab bread and hospitality. Um, Arab hospitality is a central virtue of Arab of culture, <laughs> of Arab culture. And we do it through our food. And um, our vision really is to build strong, resilient community through good jobs, nourishing food and a sense of home for all. Oh, that was so good. That was well, like you, when, <laughs> when you, when you live your ethos, it becomes so easy to just speak it and it flows out of you. And I, I believe every word that you said, and I know that you all are living it no matter how hard it is. And it can be really, yeah. really hard. I want to take uh, everyone back a little bit because uh, you know, viewers, listeners of, of the show will definitely know, you know, Night Yoon at, at New Mumbai, Cicely Sierra, like mm-hmm. great, great voices across the industry as well. They both mentioned La Cocina, uh, which is a food incubator focused on on women into the hospitality world that you also were a part of. Cicely, I believe, worked for you. So there's just a lot of connective tissue. Talk about that program for a moment, moment and what it kind of meant to, you know, get you started with now what's Reams in multiple locations. Yeah, Knight was actually part of my cohort, so it was really fun to uh, go on that journey together. <laughs> Powerhouses in the same cohort. I love hearing that. You are you are transforming the Bay Area. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, La Cocina is forever part of our story. I think that I was very lucky. I, 
you know, it's, there's something to be said about being in the right place at the right time. Uh, I certainly worked hard, uh, but I think that one of the things La Cucina really did for me is open up uh, audiences and avenues that I wouldn't have otherwise had access to. Uh, the world of food, especially for a woman of color, is uh, not not so kind. Um, we, especially w uh, not making that sort of Eurocentric uh, food, the to be legitimized as a chef, uh, it takes it takes a lot of social capital. And yeah. I had Re social Reem, capital. Being very kind about it. If you're not an old white guy making Euro bistro food in America. You're a, you're you're second class in our industry, supposedly. Yes, yeah, like and, you. And you're shifting you that in a massive yeah. way. Yeah, well, La Cucina really helped shift that. I think that they have really changed the minds, the image of what a chef is and what a chef could be, and they definitely connected us to, uh, you know renowned chefs who've been successful, who played mentorship roles. Um, for me, that was really important. I really wanted to believe in myself. I think it's one thing to, for La Cucina to convince other people that we are worthy of recognition, but for us to internalize that was really, really hard. You know, it's not a surprise to me that small businesses don't last beyond their first year because I wanted to quit so many times. <laughs> and every time I wanted to quit, La Cucina kept throwing resources my way. And, you know, many small business owners are not afforded those resources. So I feel very, very lucky to have not just folks in my court who are cheering for me, but also who are really putting their money where their mouth is and, you know, giving me resources that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford to get, right? From lease negotiations to funding to you know, access to big catering gigs with the Warriors. I mean, the whole gamut of it. That makes such a difference to lay that foundation. Again, the the profoundness of what you and I have, have talked about and then also just the practicality of it, right? And you're, you're speaking to like literally our mission statement is we exist to amplify the worth and work of those who feed their community. The work part is challenging, but you understand that the Arab food side of it, there's some equipment, techniques, ingredients, access, getting people to believe in it. The work part is difficult. The worth part is so much harder. We've been told, shut up, leave your shit at the door, smile, it's part of a uniform, you're only as good as your next plate up. And what you're talking about is like, we have to acknowledge ourselves and each other mm -hmm. We just haven't done enough of that. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you're out there championing for that. And it means mm -hmm. a lot. And you're doing it. That's a big enough challenge if you are cooking Italian or French food, right? And now you're bringing <laughs> a completely different complexity different to food. it. <laughs> completely different food, which can be very scary for people to, to think of a new food. And you're also bringing in a food culture that's that's viewed as kind of monolithic, you know, Mediterranean food. Everybody has these things. Arab food. Everybody mm -hmm. has these things. And the reality mm -hmm. of diversity Hell, within any given region or a culture like is is massive so mm -hmm. what does it mean for you at a high level to represent that food culture but then how are you practically doing that because people walk in the door probably going i have no idea what i'm about to experience mm -hmm. yeah i really wanted to showcase the breadth and the depth of arab food ways the way that i became inspired by it as an adult you know these are things that i had repressed as a child of immigrants wow. for so long um and it was only as an adult that I, I learned these things that I felt like I was robbed of that wisdom. And, 
maybe it was serendipitous that it was at the time that I, uh, you know, went to the Arab world in 2010. And, you know, every single food that I was introduced to, I related to a story of the people and the community building. Um, and so that's what I wanted to celebrate when I um, built Reams. I don't claim to know everything. Um, I'm still learning. I'm still a student. Yeah. What I wanted to do was uh, show the plurality and the nuance of people, especially in diaspora. So if you see our food way, uh, the the menu at Reams, yes, our our central product is the manushe. I really wanted to popularize the manushe. That's our flatbread. It's a quintessential street food of the Levant, where my parents are from. Um, but it was something I grew up on. And I was like, this is such a versatile food. It's like fresh baked bread with, you know, za'atar mix and fresh veggies. And you can wrap it up and eat it on the go. And I'm like, this could be the next pizza, you know, or the, the next slice or the next burrito. And mm-hmm. that could be really cool. And it's healthy. And so I wanted, you know, I started off with that. I remember my mom being like, don't do za'atar, just do cheese. Like the Americans are, this was before it became kind of a thing. Uh, and my parents were really worried. They're like, do something a little bit more palatable. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to express myself, you know. And then we have our bestseller, which is a Palestinian chicken dish that is really hard to pronounce called Musakhan. So we turned it into the Pali Cali. <laughs> um, so it's Pali meets ca- Palestinian meets Californian. And we put arugula and avocado in it. And it's really fun and accessible. So we really tried to make our food accessible. Um, and, you know, when someone walks into the door, they feel a sense of home and familiarity through the hospitality. Mm. And then bread is just kind of a transcendent thing. Every culture has some version of bread. Even my employees know how to work with, you know, our sourdough, uh, master dough because it's how they make their tortillas, you know? Um, so I think that there's something really transcendent about it uh, that connects people. Uh, So that's why I built it on bread. Uh, And yeah, we've over the years, as people have understood the food ways more, uh, built on that. But it's definitely been an organic process for us. I joked that I was never going to have falafel on my menu. I was like, I can't be like that. We're beyond the falafel and shawarma. I don't know. I was like on my high horse that I was too good for sure. making falafel for whatever reason. But then the people really wanted their falafel. So I was like, okay, well, there isn't a really good falafel in the Bay Area. Let us do it. And now it's one of our best sellers. So, yeah. you know, you give and take. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not about this is what I want, but it, it's I want to express myself in the best way that I can and also meet people where they're at. So. No, that's good. And we're going to like, this is a good transition because I want to talk about some of the systemic change. One of the things that you're talking about is is building the bridge. You had to lay a, a foundation of trust with people that then now they'll they'll take the journeys with you wherever you're going to take them because they trust you. I think mm-hmm. that's important. You're also then making change in an industry where we haven't had the pluralistic conversations about food, about culture, about the culture that we're representing on the plate, or more importantly, the culture that we're representing within our businesses, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're taking people on a journey and it makes sense from the customer standpoint. How then are you translating that into your internal guests, right? Your employees kind of mm-hmm. experience. How is that? How can we learn from 
your experience of changing the industry kind of from within reams as a, as a mm-hmm. kitchen, as a restaurant, as a business? Yeah, I mean, from its very onset, Reams was a community-based enterprise. We started as small farmers markets and built the following that way, and people came. And and in fact, our first um, brick and mortar in the Fruitvale was really uh, a result of a Kickstarter that we did. So our community is really embedded. And um, I have this theory of, you know, some people say build it and they will come. And, and I'm always like, fuck it. <laughs> Just let them build it with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're more invested, you know, whether you fail or are successful or whatnot. Um, so we kind of have the same approach to internally to our employees, which is that when people are invested in building, when people are trusted to help build something with you, they're more invested in it. It's just human nature, right? Um, so we have always run, you know, Reams wasn't a cooperative from the outset, but I bring with me my experience. I came into the industry actually officially through the Arizmendi Bakery uh, and Pizzeria cooperatives. You know, those are the sisters to Cheeseboard Collective. Uh, and so that those democratic tenants are, are strongly embedded in me. And it's like, it's hard to make all the decisions as one business owner. Like I'd much rather make it, you know, it's, it's very true that 12 hearts and minds are better than just one or two. Um, there are blind spots that one singular person has. So, uh, so we've always had some, we've always had staff meetings, um, you know, check-ins with folks. We put a lot of attention into um understanding who our employees are and what they care about and finding a common ground and doing the best that we can um, to to figure out how to to meet people's needs. Now that's not easy within the restaurant yeah, industry where the margins there. are really thin and right. you know we're we're accountable to our employees and our community. We don't we want to pay our workers well, but we don't want to price out our community. You know, there's all these things as a social justice-based restaurant that we have to navigate. Um, but in this new iteration of Reams, having been through the pandemic, having seen what it can do to a business and having survived that with our set of employees, I think that that has built the trust that even if we fumble a little bit, um, we can still get through it. So I feel like that the longevity and the sustainability is really important to us. The um, making sure that people are always feeling like they're advancing, even if it's small monetary advancement or adding responsibilities, people know job is more important than the other job. We don't have the hierarchies that other restaurants traditionally have. And I think that that has served us really well, that people understand to advance at Reams, it's about building their responsibilities and really pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. So, um, yeah, I think those Love are a it. few of the things. <laughs> Love it. And 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 for everybody again, I'm going to really really plug the the article that's in the comments because Reem absolutely gushing with so much information and so much passion for what you do and I really really appreciate that. And you're real about the fact that it's not it's not easy. <laughs> it's just not easy and there is no one size fits all and you're going to do 10 things right and then four things wrong and then like you have to build 
the foundation and something sustainable for the long term. So appreciate you being at the vanguard of that. We absolutely need that type of leadership. And I know that you're going to be an incubator for other leaders as we look to continue to evolve and and support quote unquote kids these days that are not the problem. They're our best chance. <laughs> I always said that I was going to be the Alice Waters of the Arab. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, because, uh, yeah, we have two alumni who uh, came out of Reams. One started Shawarmaji uh, in Oakland yeah. and um, the other one, um, he is part of the understory, um, which is in old Oakland and they're a worker led um restaurant and they just won a emerging leadership award at the james beard foundation so Done. we're getting both of them on the show Reem. like that's exactly <laughs> what we want we want the long tail of leadership yeah and evolution of our industry to be a part exactly of this we don't one business can't do it all you have to kind of you have to build people and trust that they're going to go on and impact their own communities even if it's with not within food in some shape or form right have that those ripple effects amazing Mic drop. That's Reem. So good. <laughs> Let's get you back into the, the hustle life. Let's get you back out Thank there. You. Thank you. Thanks so for having me. And the work that you do. And I know we'll talk more. I know we got things behind the scenes to do to continue. To yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Cheers. Have a great day. Bye. All right, everyone. That is it. Amazing. Reem is, is really, really changing the entire fabric and texture of what it means to be a part of a restaurant, what it means to be an entrepreneur and owner as well as somebody who's just making delicious food and the balance and sometimes juxtaposition of those is really important. There's a lot of good advice for new restaurant owners as well to develop these things. So once again, Best Served Podcast 382, food incubators representing Arab food culture, systemic change in the restaurant industry, and so much more with Rima Seal of Reams, California. That's it. Appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.